Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode. I have a guest for you today that many of you may know. Uh, I'm going to talk you through why you might know this man. Some of you may know him uh, for his achievement uh, with the cycling badge with the scouts for cycling across the country. Uh, other, other reasons you may know this man is he won the men's ballerina Cinderella bodybuilding championships a few years ago. It is the one, it is the only, Joe Parrish. How are we doing, Joe? <laughs> Thank you, sir, mate. I've been looking forward to hearing that intro all day, I'm not going to lie, to see what you're going to come up with. And uh, it's definitely far better than what I can do myself. So, no, honestly, do a privilege to be on. And, uh, yeah, I truly appreciate it. And looking forward to delving into um, yeah, today's podcast and seeing what we can get out of it. Fantastic. Now, for those of you that don't know Joe, he is an epic coach, but also an even more epic friend of mine. And uh, We've known each other for how long, Joe? Cup, two or three years? Yeah, I mean, I'd say three. Well, twenty. When did you? When did you turn up on my doorstep, having never lifted a dumbbell? And you were the kettlebell master. Mate. You were the kettlebell master, I think, still in twenty sixteen. I mean, and now you've literally mutated, just double. You're now double the size. Yeah. And I seem to have. I seem to have shrank in, was... in that time frame as well. But yeah, mate, I think. I think about. I think three years now. Yeah, I still remember. Uh, I still remember that first meeting, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Joe Parrish! Oh my god, I'm meeting Joe Parrish!" And now I'm just like, "That's just Joe." That's just yeah, true, and I still remember you came for the session last year, and I think you were training with me and Ali, or maybe it was the year before, and the PTs at the time were like, oh my god, Joe Parrish is training you guys, oh my god, let's get him to the disabled, and like, it was just like, you've attained that celebrity status, Joe, so, so well done. <laughs> they just realised that I'm a happy idiot, and this, there's no celebrity status what, what, whatsoever, dude, but so, yeah. I. So, I think some listeners out there are a little bit disappointed that we've got and perhaps another posh English accent on with the last one being predominantly Scottish based. However, Joe is going to drop massive knowledge bombs today for those of you that are interested in building a brand, online coaching, progressing from one-to-one coaching uh, to online. But before we get into that, Joe, I just want you to give the listeners a brief summary of kind of your journey so far in coaching and bodybuilding, how you've got here, you know, right up to where Team JP Physique is today. Um, so as brief as you can, but please do not skip anything. Can you give us a summary? Super, mate. I'll try and summarize this as quickly as I possibly can. Otherwise, we could probably be here for <laughs> half an hour or so. Um, so main thing for me was obviously kind of moved up from um, England nine years ago now. So I'm basically pretty much Scottish, I would say. Um, and I think I could apply for residency. I've been here for that, I've been here for that long. Um, so yeah, moved up there to predominantly play football. Um, moved to university, uh, got injured, much preferred weight training, going to the gym, became incredibly passionate about that. Uh, ended up getting a job uh, working at Stirling University. Basically spent all of my time either like studying fitness, nutrition in the library, um, and or alternatively kind of in the gym working with strength conditioning athletes, working with elite level athletes, working with gym pop clients, uh, delivering fitness instructing courses, personal training courses. At one point, mate, I was delivering the over 50 stretch and tone class um, with, <laughs> Betty, with Betty and Co., which was literally me, mate, dancing. Uh, you know, you know what, mate? I bet that class was full every fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, Betty, I, Betty, Betty and Co. And we'd have the, uh, the the pink Therma band and we'd have the two kilo pink dumbbells and we'd have some 70s music on. And the woman at the time that asked me to take the class made me dance as well. So, oh my oh, God. So, all the uh, all, Betty and Co. and all her friends uh, wanted to introduce their granddaughters to me. 
Oh, here <laughs> we go. But so no, mate. So what I say about that is like I've done I absolutely everything. Literally throughout that four or five years, literally I coached every single walk of life. Um, a lot of it was done for nothing, completely free, just out of pure passion and just wanting to progress, learn, develop, evolve help people and it was just something that was almost like a hobby for me I suppose yep, sure. um, the biggest change for me was probably just the university lifestyle going out getting drunk pizza and everything else and then there was one day that obviously I've always come from a sporting background and uh, I woke up literally remember it Domino's pizza next to the side of my bed and I was like I just feel shit um, you know I don't I don't feel great I feel like I've got no purpose I've got no passion in terms of like having any kind of type of get-go. And uh, I was still weight training four or five days a week, but I wasn't really taking it too seriously. So I thought, right, do you know what? I'm just going to wake up. I literally went on Google, booked a photo shoot for six weeks' time. Didn't, nice. have the, didn't have a clue. Literally just found a local photographer, emailed him, booked it. That was me. Six weeks was going to give me a goal. Um, in that time, dude, again, like was just reading lots of different magazines and YouTube and everything else and uh, ended up for six weeks completely eliminating all carbohydrates. <laughs> training like an absolute madman um running up hills until i couldn't run up hills anymore and uh, then three days before the photo shoot obviously you know it's essential to dehydrate during peak week because it hashtag dries you out um, when, <laughs> and hashtag I, dries you. I, 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 kid, I kid you not for three was it for three days no it might be for 48 hours mate i did not drink water Holy like that was shit, my level dude. that was my level up like i literally did not drink i literally i remember being in the library almost like half dead because i was so dehydrated no wonder, um, because man. i was like right i've got to dry out for this photo shoot this was back in 2013 um, and obviously did the photo shoot, got the photos, wanted to look like Ryan Terry, looked like a noodle and looked nothing <laughs> like Ryan Terry. So <laughs> looked I, like Ben and Jenny's instead. <laughs> I literally did, mate. I was so I was so disappointed, I'm not going to lie. Um, and then that gave me the fire in the belly to go, do you know what, I'm going to compete. And Men's Physique had just started to come into play and been in Scotland one year before that. And it was then 2014, which was then going to be the kind of the second year. So prepped myself for that. Again, literally did it like myself did everything in terms of just you know went you know went for it like you know hammer and tong and uh off the back of that stood on stage competed with 25 other people had no expectation ended up placing uh, and winning Winning, and then that was kind of really that was then kind of really the start of the journey and since then dude people contacted you wanted coaching blah 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 blah, and then it's kind of scaled and grown from there i've competed five six times now um did the scottish then um the year after done a couple of british shows and then off the back of that mate i've just taken a bit of a back seat and as you said mate i've uh, got my cycling badges and uh, and everything else now so yeah that's kind of me really in all honesty and that's kind of where i am today i'll leave it there because i know we're, we're, we could literally just go off on yeah, tangents for those that don't know joe um he's a very humble man um and he's probably not going to mention uh, that you cycled from John O'Groats to Land's End, is that right? Um, yes, sir. Or uh, your best friend's, char- a charity of your best friend's choice, um, yep. and has also just completed an Ironman. So not only have you covered the realms of uh, bodybuilding, but have done you know endurance events, which I could not do. I couldn't complete them in you know a year if I tried. I couldn't run at Tesco's and back. So- mate, 15 reps on a hat squat is cardio for you. <laughs> yeah, mate. And you know what? <laughs> Joe's not lying. Joe's not lying. So- <laughs> I mean, in, in the time I've known Joe, uh, Joe, he has always been willing to give away his information freely, and uh, I still remember, mate, one of the most potent memories I've got of you, um, we were, I came through for posing, uh, I think, uh, and I walked in, you said, oh, do you want to sit and have a chat, we do posing, I went, let's just sit and have a chat, we did a bit of posing, at the end, I went to get my wallet out, and you, just, you, you I think I was putting my shoes on or something, and you just put your hand on my shoulder, and you're just like, mate, keep it, and I was, I, I was, I was like, three, four weeks out at this point, so I was like, 
I was like tearing up. I was like getting a lump in my throat. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> right. So, I mean, for, from my end, uh, what Joe's done for me um, and the impact of his own career is something I'll be forever grateful for. Um, and I always share that story for anyone that I might, for example, give that sort of help to. Um, so thank you for that, Joe. But rather than blow smoke smoke out of Joe's ass, uh, Joe's going to answer some questions here about uh, branding, coaching, and everything else in between. So first of all, um, if we're, to, you know, the coaches that are listening, um, if you could give us like an idea of some common mistakes you might see when people are perhaps trying to grow their, whether it's a one-to-one personal training business online, um, I would call it a brand. Um, but if we just start on the gym floor, all right, we just, someone's just finished their, their, their sort of level three, they're on the gym floor, what would you see some common mistakes that you see right now and, and how to rectify them for someone to perhaps get busier? Perfect. Okay. Um, so from my side of things, I think one of the biggest things that we look at, and one of, the, if I talk from experience, like probably one of the biggest mistakes that I've made, I think that would probably help um, just kind of talking more so from my experience that I kind of now see, is personal trainers still being very much centered around this kind of lycra wearing chicken and broccoli eating, all go motivational kind of person that people struggle to be able to relate to. Um, and they have like this kind of mentality and thought process that obviously it's kind of, you know, not go hard or go home, but it's that mentality of like, this is the standard that now you set yourself and they're always incredibly motivated and they're always loving the gym and they're always on it with their food and, um, you know, it's their passion and that's what they want to do. And that's fantastic. But the problem is when you have that is you don't have any relatability. You don't have any transparency. You don't have any honesty in terms of what you're doing in your message. And I was trying to convey that message for quite a while because I didn't want people to see that I had any weaknesses. I didn't want people to see that kind of I had flaws. I didn't want people to see that I didn't have motivation sometimes and I couldn't be bothered to go to the gym. And I didn't quite feel like it. And you know what? I wanted to go down the pub and have a few pints or I wanted to have a pizza. Um, One thing that I fondly remember is actually I remember being on a night out. And actually, I remember quite a few people at the time coming up to me and being like, what are you doing? You don't drink alcohol. Um, you know, and that was like kind of a big thing for me. And it was just about understanding that actually, you know, I painted this picture of myself that actually maybe wasn't in alignment with who I wanted to be or actually who I was. And I was just trying to portray to be something that I wasn't, that was trying to falsify and make people think that I was this motivated person that loved the gym and was absolutely on it all the time that people would be inspired by. And I think that was kind of one of the big things. So I think, I think it's just about kind of transparency and honesty with message yep. and understanding that you need to be able to let people in. Your stories are absolutely essential and they're absolutely key. And quite often your previous experiences and what you're going through at this moment in time is the thing that builds relationships, is things that build trust. It allows people to increase their relatability with you. It allows them to realize that you're another normal human being that has the same problems, doesn't have their shit all worked out. Um, And at the same time, whilst your passion is training, it's not absolutely everything. And there are other key components there in there that kind of lie in there as well. So I think that's probably the first one. It's like maybe people not actually being themselves because they feel like they need to conform to be something that they're not because that's what social media portrays or that's what I thought people wanted yep. or that's, what, that's how I needed to be. But all that then happened was I attracted the wrong types of people. Yeah. And it was so difficult trying to be myself. It was unbelievable because I was trying to be somebody I wasn't, which was hard. It sucked. And literally, I constantly felt like I was almost like going to get caught off guard, you know, if that makes sense. Dude, man, you, um, just, you just described me a few years ago. <laughs> like, because you pointed out that I, I remember we were in extreme and I can't for the life of me remember if uh, Mr. Burge was there or not. 
But all my content at the time was me with my top off, me with my top off. And we were speaking about social media or, or, or whatever. Um, and you were like, Vaughn, you need to be a bit more relatable and show a bit of empathy. And I was like... I think you asked me what that meant. Yeah. I mean, for those of you that you don't know, uh, I got a D at Higher English. Um, and Joe is obviously very proper spoken. Um, so, I mean, that what you just mentioned there, again, another another poignant memory from me that I've got. Um, I did interrupt you, my man. Um, you Not said point one. Does that mean you have points two and three for us? Yeah, mate, we'll go for it. I think the second point is, again, giving people a journey, a process. Now, understanding that that clients are coming to you for a result. They're not coming to you for a a one-hour training session. A one-hour training session does not provide them with the result that they're looking for. So when when kind of personal trainers sell like a block of 10 or they sell a one-hour coaching session, all they're doing is selling an hour at a time. So what they're actually not doing is taking their clients on a journey. They're not taking them from where they are now, which is typically in pain, to a point of pleasure and to a point that they didn't think was ever possible. So it's really important that as a personal trainer, you have a story, you have a, you have a journey, you have a process that you can take people on that's going to allow people to be able to see actually what you're going to be able to do with them, not just within that one hour at the gym, but what also you're going to be able to do with them throughout the other 23 hours of the day. Yeah. And that for me is absolutely essential. You cannot get results from people within one hour of the gym because it's so limited in terms of time frame. And for you, it's about looking at every other component and looking at every other aspect and clearly knowing what your target demographic problems are um, and then being able to A, relate to them, B, meet them at their level. So talk to them at a level in layman's terms that they understand. Stop using big fancy words. I used to use big fancy words to make me feel like I was important and people would just look at me like, what the fucking hell is he going on about? Um, And to be fair, mate, I probably wouldn't understand half the words I was saying anyway. Yeah. You know, so it was just like almost like I was, again, trying to be somebody that I wasn't. And then the clientele that would come on board again, they would almost be a little bit lost. I'd maybe be a bit lost. And yeah, often I see now coaches that are now just trying to get clients in, but with no thought process with regards to what's the end result, what's the outcome. And also being able to try and coach, educate and empower their clients. I find and see all the times like, Personal trainers want to almost feel like they're magicians. They almost want to feel like all their knowledge is hidden. So they don't want clients to know what they're doing and why they're doing it and how they're doing it because they think that if they know what they're doing and how they're, and why they're doing it, then they actually might not need them anymore. Yeah. But the reality is if you can tell, outline, and give your clients education, A, if you can empower them, if you can show them the process and show them the journey, what that actually does is actually builds more trust. It builds more buy-in. Um, and it will improve the level of results that you're able to get because of those two former points. Yeah, I, um, I, which is, I, I always say, teach someone enough so they can leave, but treat them well enough so they don't want it. Yep, absolutely. And it's like, go on. I would just say, and, and ever since that's been the methodology from day one, client retention just goes through the roof because I know for right now, all of my online clients would have a rough idea of what to do if they left to maintain, you know, and, and of course if they maybe lacked accountability, but I still remember being that coach that was like, no, let's let's not give away these golden nuggets. But it's you know kind of like what you were saying when we were off off recording there about you know being somewhat of an authority figure by sharing information freely. Like people value that, right? And um. I know I've interrupted you twice now. I promise I won't do it a third time. Um, but I just wanted to add to that 
from what you said and from experience, and I'll probably interrupt you loads. Let's face it, That's I, do fine, it dude. I do it on the daily, right? Um, going back, point three, third, okay. third point for that. Focus on impact over income. Okay. And make sure that you're always going above and beyond and over delivering. That's absolutely essential and absolutely key. I think often, again, like what we get into this pattern and routine of is, right, okay, how many clients can I get? How many coaching hours can I get under my belt? Um, but then what actually fails to happen is actually, do you know what, what type of impact are you now trying to have? What type of information, what type of value are you trying to give away for free? You know, when I first started out, like I literally had people coming in, sitting on in my university dorm bedroom for hours at a time. I'd have a queue of people. We used to have a free Facebook group that my mates created that was called Parish Workouts that was literally just a complete piss take. And I used to have six, seven people trundling into the gym with me, sitting on my bedroom, asking me to write programs. I'd sit in the library in the summer and just study nutrition books that are probably out of date. Um, and then what I would do was like for three, four years, just gave away everything for nothing just because it was a passion. And I think when you add so much value to the marketplace and expect nothing in return, I didn't want to create a business. I didn't even know what that was. You know, it was simply a hobby. It was simply a passion. And it kind of almost just came to fruition out of, yeah, that hobby, I suppose. And I think it's when you focus on impact over income and when you don't chase money, when you don't chase that coaching hourly rate, and you can actually focus on delivery level of service, you can focus on going above and beyond helping, impacting, and serving, people then come to you. And it's also about knowing what types of results you're looking to get. So, like, you're a body transformation coach that wants to put people in front of a camera on stage as an example, you know, yeah. like, but other people might become specialists within just helping Mary drop 10 pounds, might be helping somebody run their first 5k, but what do you want to become known for? Why do you want people to come from you, come to you? Don't be a generalist, start to be a specialist. When you first start out in the industry, yeah, you need to be a generalist, a bit like me doing the over 50 stretch and tone and doing spin classes, coaching elite level athletes, um, like doing the whole array of different people because that gave me such good experience. But then honing in on your craft and knowing what am I passionate about? Where can I have the most amount of impact? Where can I have the most amount of influence and who can I help the most? Based on based upon my experiences and now where I want to go and what I want to do, and then double down on that as well. So I think there's quite a bit in there, dude. So sorry if I went yeah, off on a little bit of a tangent. I love that, and that kind of that kind of brings us to the the next question, which was really sort of the advice and strategies you've got for coaches who you know let's say they, they've picked that specialist um, area that you've just said, but they're struggling with generating some some leads. They're struggling to you know take on new clients. So. Would you have any sort of maybe strategies you've used in the past to like immediately generate some client leads, whether it be from a social aspect, from an on-the-gym floor aspect, um, or actually both? Would you? Is this now somebody from a kind of training, from a coaching perspective that's got good experience and has got good social proof, or is somebody that's still relatively new? Because that's, I think, two different things. Okay, let's start with the beginners. Okay, so beginners, the best thing that you can do is get social proof. The best thing you can do is go and coach your friends. Go and coach, go and coach your missus. Go and coach whatever ideal demographic, um, whatever target market you want to be able to kind of coach. Go out and reach out to somebody that you know is within a, that type of niche um, and has those problems. And now go and coach them for free. Go and take them through a 12 to 16-week transformation program. Set out your expectations so they're not going to take piss basically you know they're not going to give up halfway through so find somebody that's committed and say hey listen Vaughn um, I'm just starting out I'm looking to learn I'm looking to develop I'm looking to grow I want to be better and I want people now to see what types of results I can get I also know that you're struggling I also know you have these problems 
Can we make an agreement whereby now for the next 12 weeks, I'm going to coach you. I will give you my absolute everything. Um, and it will be completely for free. And all that I ask from you is um, consistency, compliance, and for you to implement. And also for me to have the opportunity to share that content with the world. And actually go out and actually get social proof. Show people the results. Show people what you can do. Because at the moment, if you're now a body transformation coach or whoever you want to be, but you haven't got results to show it, well, you first and foremost need to go, and, you know, the proof is in the pudding. So go out and reach out to the target demographic that you're wanting to work with. Work with people for absolutely nothing for a period of time. Yet you have to give away your, your service for free, which is cool. We all have to. We all have to. And I still do now. Um, and get a fantastic result. Get testimonials. Document the process. Show people the wins. Show people the successes. Show people the struggles. You're at all. You're all the time learning more about your demographic, more about your niche, more about their problems and what their pain points are, and how you can help them, and what solutions you need to provide, which then will allow you to diversify and build a portfolio. And that's going to help you hone in on your craft massively. And that's probably one of the first things that I'd say is maybe coach three to five people for absolutely nothing for twelve to sixteen weeks. Get really good results. Document the results. Share those results. Um, and that's going to give you a good platform then that's going to generate interest that's going to allow you to stand out as somebody that can get results for their clients. Yeah. That would be somebody that's kind of like a beginner um, initially. Somebody's got a little bit more experience. The thing that I would say is ask more questions, start more conversations. Go and reach out and now actually add more value to the marketplace. Really get crystal clear on what your market's problems are. And be able to go and provide solutions to them. Give them snippets of the formula. So you have to understand, again, people are fearful of giving away information because they think they're going to go and take that information and then they're not going to need to hire them as a coach. But what people don't understand is that when you put out a piece of content, whenever you um, give somebody a piece of advice, all you're giving them is a snippet of the formula that they can go and implement that might make a little bit of a difference, that might improve their chest press, that might improve their nutrition, their sleep, their stress, their digestion. And then they go back and they go, actually, oh, yeah, what Vaughn said to me actually worked. That's perfect. Like, if he's just given me that one piece of advice in 20 seconds, wow, imagine what I could get now if I worked with him for 16 weeks. Yeah, that's a massive, 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 massive thing. So ask more questions, start more conversations, um, go away and, again, give away advice that's valuable. And then go and reach out to old clients, old inquiries, old leads, and go and chase and follow people up. Yeah. So I think that's also a big thing. A lot gets left on the table. And there's a lot of people that will have worked with you in the past that had to leave for a certain reason. But now do we have the systems in place for in three months time to go, right, okay, I've got an Excel spreadsheet. Johnny left because he was having a baby or he was moving house and he couldn't quite financially afford it or he tore his hamstring, whatever it might be. I'm actually just going to go out and reach out to Johnny and just see how he's getting on. Because he was a great client and he was doing really well. And now actually his circumstances might have changed. Yeah. And you might be in a different position. So it's about like, yeah, when you're starting out, you need to build authority. You need to be able to build social proof and build credibility within the industry. Once you've got that um, and you're already kind of well experienced and you've got a good level of result in the business, um, the big thing that I would say is A, double down on that and then B, go out and still give value to the world, add value to the world. Go and help more people. Understand now where your clients hang out. Yeah. Um, Understand where your clients spend their time. And then go and give away even more information and go follow up with all your old clients that used to be with you. Like, I'm embarrassed by the level of service and the knowledge and some of the information that I gave away three years ago. Yeah. And now, actually, do you know what? I would love and relish the opportunity to coach some of the clients that I had three years ago. 
because what I could do with them now would be insane in comparison to what I was giving them then. And I'm sure you'll feel the same way. Oh man, I was giving I was giving people uh, kettlebell workouts, and I was saying <laughs> that this was a solution to fat loss. Me and Ali used to go about the gym and tell people that they were in starvation mode, and this is why they weren't dropping body fat. And you know what? We said it with such confidence, people believed us, right? Yep. And then we're just like, right, you need to come with me, and we're going to do two compound moves, and then we're going to do like. 45 minutes of kettlebells and squat jumps and, um, you know, nutrition, okay, we're just going to eat some meat and salad. And, like, that was it. And we reverse dieted people out. People got a little bit leaner, but then they just stayed there, right? And what you just said, I wanted to give a story, was that back in the day when I was Joe's posing client um, for men's physique, uh, Joe taught me my moves, uh, every now and then, at that time, I would say that, you know, Joe was my posing coach. He wasn't a friend. Now I'm fortunate enough to call Joe a friend, right? Every now and then, if I hadn't seen Joe in a wee while, I would get a message. How are you doing, buddy? How are you getting on? How's posing going? How's how's training? And sometimes, sometimes it was nothing to do with, with posing. It was just like, how's prep, mate? And it was like, damn. And it made me be like, fuck, I need to go see Joe. Like, it, from a simple message. And I think... Mark Cole says this really well. And, it, you know, if you, those of you don't follow Mark Cole, go follow his Instagram page, you get lots of knowledge bombs. Like, on the gym floor, back in the day, like, Ali tells people, I used to just walk about with a clipboard and just start generating conversations, right? So it was a case of I made up a fake survey as such. Um, and then the last bit of it was, like, the, the lead question. They were just saying yes and no, yes and no, yes and no. And then I would say, you know, tell me, what do you know about, about personal training? And they'd just be blunt. And then I'd, I'd have my like my wow factor. I'd tell them about it, and I'd, I'd I'd have a sell, and I'd always get them signed up. And then part of me part of me realized like I'm I wasn't generating any conversations online, right? But now like with Instagram, with Facebook, engagement's down. People want to hide behind their phone, hide behind their screen or whatever, and not engage. When I found that by simply, literally, as you just said, sending a message out saying, you know, how's that going? How's how's your photo shoot? How's your prep? Or how is that? Or just literally being like looking good has generated so much client leads or engagement or you know whatever it may be. So I think just giving the listeners an example of Joe was doing that three years ago, and if you were doing that three years ago, dude, what you, what you're probably doing now at the level you're at now, unbelievable. Um, and that's something that I think that any coach out there has got to take from you. In, in, in that message of you did that three years ago from where you are to where your business is now is you know is unbelievable and if we speak about i think this really takes us on to quite quite fittingly onto the next point is that no longer are you just a online coach you know team jp physique is a brand okay so there may be some list you know some coaches out there listeners and they're like right guys you know, get fucked, I know what you're talking about, um, I'm up at X amount of sessions, I'm making X amount, but they feel like they, they're not going anywhere, they, they, and, and they know that they go somewhere, that things might need to get a little bit more complicated, and they might need to start thinking about, right, am I just a coach, or do, do I want to build a brand, but some listeners might be thinking, well, what the hell does it mean starting a brand in the fitness industry? So if you could give us an idea, well, I'll tell you what, let, let's use Team JP, G, Team JP Physique as an example. When you first came up 
with the idea? Was it just a case of, I'm going to do this and I'm going to see how it goes? Or did you have a plan, a mission of where you'd get the brand to? And what did that involve? Perfect. Okay. I think if we roll back to 2015, which is when the kind of online coaching started, and I'll just give a little bit of context behind that. Again, I've been coaching people for like months, years on the gym floor for free. I was in a fitness instructor role at the Sterling University that I couldn't then personal train anybody. I then won that show, and then everybody was want like I had loads of people coming to me. Joe, I want online, I want coaching, blah blah blah. I couldn't facilitate personal training. Uh, because of the situation that I was in, I was getting paid to do strength conditioning for American football teams and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was then like, right, okay, well, I can't facilitate these people one-to-one. People want my help. I never charged anybody. I remember the first conversation with somebody that was my first ever paying online client. And he came up to me and said, like, Joe, I want to pay you for your services. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> and uh, he was like, how much do you charge? I was like, um, <laughs> I never charged anybody before. And I was like, just pay me what you just pay me what you think I'm worth. And I genuinely swear on my life that was it. So we sat in the consult room, I had a consultation with him. We I, I basically took him through kind of programming and everything else. I think I actually gave him a fucking bulletproof coffee back in like 2011, which is <laughs> terrifying. I know. I really should give him his money back. Um, and uh, literally then he just he just wired 50 quid into my account for literally sitting with him for 45 minutes. And then that was when I was like, wow, like this could potentially be something. And then when these people came through the door that wanted coaching, like I set up J Physique. Like that was literally it. Initially, it was Jay Physique, and from twenty from twenty fifteen when I started the brand, I got my um, auntie to make me some kind of logos and everything else. And all I did was just post it on Facebook. Again, posted on Facebook as a hobby. Didn't sell anything. It was literally just this is what I'm doing. Here's some advice. Here's some information. Here's some guidance. And then again, it just started to build momentum. And then as Jay Physique grew, this is whilst I was still studying at university, so I was still working twenty hours a week doing a dissertation, which was focused on entrepreneurship and why why personal trainers in the fitness industry can't grow their coaching businesses, which is what I did my dissertation on. So I went around Scotland and interviewed people, uh, which was cool. And that was probably the most valuable thing actually I got out of my four years at university, in all honesty. Um, And I was then just starting to build this online kind of coaching business as I went through. And everybody else was going out and getting graduate jobs and applying for jobs. And I was like, what the chuff am I going to do? Because I love coaching, but like and online coaching is going quite well. I think I had about 15, 20 clients. I was still coaching in the gym. And I was just like, right, I don't really know. And honestly, I remember like my, my stepdad at the time, when I was saying this, is like, he basically told me when I was competing, he's like, when are you going to stop fucking competing and just be a normal person? And then the second thing was like, when are you going to go out and get a real job? You know, when are you going to go out and get a proper job? And oh, he'll openly admit now that, that he oh, um, will that. almost like be like, yeah, I was wrong. Um, when he, when he said that, and I was just like, right, I don't really know where I'm going and what I'm doing, but I'm just going to carry on this coaching stuff anyway, online. Yeah. And I'll keep teaching, coaching, delivering PT courses in the background, just as like my safety net, just in case. And then it got to a point where I needed to go and make or break. Um, and I had to cut 15, 20 hours worth of like delivery to then just go all online. And that's how J physique then started to scale and grow. And it was just based upon giving people a transformation that they never thought would ever be possible giving people not just the training program and that one hour in the gym, but looking at the other 23 hours of the day, giving people that knew how to train now the tools, the knowledge, the confidence and the pathway for them to go away, go away, go away and implement. Sorry. Like they didn't need me to hold the hand through a training session. What they needed was a strategy. They just needed a plan. They enjoyed going to the gym. Going to the gym was easy, but they just needed something to actually give them some structure that was going to help them now improve their body composition. And that's how it then grew and built and built and built and built to a point where we were up at um, 70, 80 online clients at one point. And uh, I then got to the point where three of four of my clients at the time 
had just gone through their personal training qualifications. They'd been with me for the best part of two, three years. They wore the brand on their sleeve. They wore what I did on my on their sleeve. Um, and that was when I made the jump. And I was like, do you know what? I want to have more impact. I want to be able to deliver a message. I want to be able to help more people. I want to give these coaches an opportunity for them to be able to grow, thrive, develop, um, and have more impact. And I thought, as a one-man band, there was only so far that I could take this before I'd end up burnt out or I'd deliver a crap service because I couldn't take on any more people. Bear in mind, I was doing 75 to 80, 80 online clients a week. Now, that, sound, that sounds a lot, which it is, um, but I was genuinely working seven days a week, flat out, constantly, and every single client would have a phone call. Every single client would have their individual plan. Every single client would have a check-in, and like no stone was left unturned, and I still uphill and try to set that standard now. Um, and so it like, it wasn't just, I sent out an email and that was it. And then got a reply, which is why two of my coaches from Preston now are my, my two of my clients from Preston and now my coaches. Um, and that's how that's been able to grow and diversify. And we've been able to get good retention and people have started to become part of something bigger, something where they feel valued, something where they feel like they are now on a journey. They're going through a process and now they're on this kind of pathway of progression. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like they will always accomplish and achieve their goals, but then the goalposts move. And then we set new targets. We set new goals. And now they see this as an investment because I now support them, not just within their training goals and their body composition goals, but it's phenomenal for their mindset. It doesn't only improve the way in which they look. It improves the way in which they feel. We've got businessmen that are now making more money because they've now got more confidence. You know, we've now got dads that can run and play with their kids and do other valuable, other valuable stuff. And that's kind of what it's been built upon. It's been like going above and beyond giving a shit. I think that's like the biggest thing. And, uh, and like, for me, like I did this when I didn't have any, like didn't have any money. Like I wasn't making money from, from it. Sorry. You know? And now like I can make an income from it, which is fantastic, but the goal still remains exactly the same. You know, if I didn't have to worry about finance, I'd still do exactly what I do now because I'm passionate as fuck about it. And all I want to do is progress, learn, develop, give more people opportunities, give more people like exposure and give them the opportunity to now accomplish and achieve results that they never thought would be possible. And also learn from my mistakes. Don't dehydrate yourself for three days. Don't cut out all <laughs> carbohydrates. Don't live out the fucking four walls of your Tupperware box. Like there's photos of me going out with Leanne in 2015 and I've got a bloody six pack bag on playing crazy golf and they're all eating pizza and I'm in the restaurant eating out of my Tupperware box. Yeah. I don't have people to go through that type of stuff now. So I want to be able to impart my knowledge through the trials and tribulations that I've been through to also make people realize that there is also more to life than just having a physique. Yeah. And it's how everything else can be intertwined and kind of under be what's the word I'm looking for? Or overlap, I suppose, and intertwine in terms of now everything's encompassed. It's a lifestyle. Um, but it's not the be all and end all. And there's a time to put your foot on the accelerator, there's a time to put your foot on the brake. But how can we teach people to maintain a level of physique that they can live with, they feel proud of, they're confident with, it serves them? But then if you've got people that want to take things to the next level, well, there's the opportunity to do that. But then after that, we look after them and how can we take them out of that process to put them in a better position? And that's kind of our goal is educate, empower, and give them confidence, knowledge, tools, skills to be able to accomplish and achieve results that they never thought would be possible. And that's kind of what we live and breathe on. And like I say, if I didn't have to worry about money, I'd still do exactly what I do now. And I think that's part of it. Yeah, that's more the one piece of advice that I give. And if you don't have that passion, I heard a fantastic quote from Phil Learning a few months ago, and I might butcher it, but hopefully I won't. Um, and he said, the industry is saturated, but it's not competitive. Yeah. There are now more personal trainers in the industry than ever before, but actually competitive nature of them isn't, that, isn't, isn't high. 
Why? Because most people want clients to come to them. They don't really want to do the work. Yeah. Like I still work seven days a week. I still graph my ass off um, and I'm still always striving for more, 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 more. I want to be better in every single aspect and every single component. I want to improve our systems, our service, what the level of results that we can offer. And if you're a personal trainer and a coach and getting into this industry because you like, tra- you like, you like training, you like going to the gym and you like looking after yourself, there's so much more to it than that. And there's so many other skills and traits that you need to be able to develop, harness, evolve and grow in order for you to be able to become a coach that can communicate, can understand, that can empathize, that can allow people to see the process, that can emotionally deal with a lot of baggage, yeah. can emotionally deal with a lot of shit that people put on you. And then being able to contextualize that, flip that on its head, put them in a proactive and put them in a growth minded state and give them the pathway for them to be able to improve the quality of their life. I think learning from your mistakes is one thing um, I should have learned from yours because I still remember back in 2017, I was taking chicken and brown rice to my mate's wedding and sitting in his car. And it's only having sort of gone through that that I can then say to people, don't be a fucking dickhead. Don't don't take chicken and brown rice uh, to your mate's wedding. Um, but I think that anyone listening could, would should be able to hear like just the passion in Joe's voice he's got for not only what he's built, but just fucking helping people, right? And, you know, that's probably where, I guess, as you said, it all starts is you have to have just an insane desire to just be better yourself. But also, I think that me, I get so much joy out of, like, helping a client feel better than I do myself. Like, it's, it's a weird sort of thing. Like, prepping people and them getting a result I get so much more satisfaction out of that than if I was to step on stage and do well. Like, you'll be, you'll be the same, right? Whether it's the businessman that's earning more, like, you'll get a message every now and then that'll just say something like, hey, Joe, I just wanted to let you know that ever since working together, this has changed my life. Um, I'm happier. Uh, I'm able to play football with the kids. Um, our quality of life is something I never thought we'd have. I just want to say thanks. And you, you like, I know me, I kind of go, fucking, like, I'll I'll get I'm an emotional guy you know that I will well up I'll be like run I'll say there's fucking times where I'm like, having a wee cry because you then realise the impact like because what we do right in in our heads we probably think that we we think what we do it's not that hard and it's and we're always thinking ahead and what we can do in that next step and before we a client hits you with that message and you go shit well yeah I guess I guess we're doing the right job here and it, it sort of brings me back down to earth and saying and thinking like take a client that's prepping for example um. You know, they'll say, mate, this is, this is the best I've looked in my life. You're a legend, blah, blah, blah. But before they said that, I've went, we still have work to do. You know, And you go, fuck. But then they say that and you go, right, well, they're happy. Uh, you know, the goal was just to get them on stage and they're fucking buzzing their tits off. The goal is not to get a place, not to get a championship, whatever it is. Um, but more the gen pop side of things, it's when someone tells you that you've, they've changed your life and you go, you are no longer a personal trainer, which then what you know what we talked about off podcast, like the value that gives you. Because if you've done that sort of good job, how many people will they tell? Like what, fucking 10, 15, 20? Everyone. They'll tell all their mates, all their family. It was Joe. Joe got me to do this. Joe, Joe got me to run that half marathon. Joe got me to help my kids. And now I'm a much better role model and their health's good. But that's something that I think you do very well. 
I think it's about me understanding that you like the thing for me is that like, I never expect anything in return. Like that's and that's just always where it came from. Like when it was a hobby, that was it. It was like I never expected anything in return. I didn't think I was going to get paid. I didn't think you could even get paid online doing it at that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't think it was a thing. And one of the things that I say when I kind of coach other coaches and we talk about this, and the massive thing for me is like you're in such a fortunate position where you have the, in my opinion, the best job in the world. You have the ability to be able to transform and change somebody's lifestyle on every single level and like even from my perspective we've got like graham and leanne like that are now my coaches that were clients that went through epic transformations leanne stood on stage and fucking in on world stages and has now become like two times uk champion and everything else but more importantly she was a solicitor she was working night shift she was on call and through her being a client learning her craft becoming incredibly passionate about what she does and who and you know what she wants to be able to accomplish and achieve she was then able to give up that job as a solicitor that then went part-time, that then completely gave up altogether and then has now been able to fill her papa, fulfill her papa, passion sorry, of her being now a coach, being able to uh, facilitate, transform, impact, change people's lives and now give not back but also now what I was able to hopefully instill. Again, it was Leanne that did it. I was simply just paved the pathway. But like now she's able to now go and do that for somebody else. So it's just about that value. And like, I read a great thing from Stephen Covey. It's like, always start with the end in mind. And like, my thing is like value impact. What can I do that's potentially going to help somebody that they'll just remember. Um, and then if they come back and they become a client, fantastic. But you know what, if I can go out and I can give 10 minutes of my advice and guidance to somebody, because I know how valuable that would have been to me. And I had people do that at the time that don't even know now, like, you know, what type of impact that had at the time. Yeah for me and how empowering that is but i think as as coaches we expect people to come to us we expect not to have to do a lot of work we expect not to have to check clients and we expect not to have to worry about all the other stuff um and for you it's about understanding that you need to have that passion you need to realize you have got the greatest job in the world there's not many other people that have the opportunity to transform and change somebody's life and not just within the physical but within the mental within the emotional you might be able to help people become more wealthier, whether that's freedom or whether that's income, because now they've got confidence to be able to go and pursue their passion. Like it's it, like the opportunities are endless, but I think you're in a position where you're so, so fortunate. Um, but also at the same time, there's a lot of responsibility. You know, you, you, you're responsible now for a lot of people's decisions, results, progress. You know, they're putting it in your hands and that's also pressure. And it's your ability to be able to control that, manage that, guide and coach effectively, be open, honest operate a level with good transparency and integrity and being able to now show people that you don't have all the answers we're learning i'm certainly far from a perfect you know i never will never be you know in my eyes successful because the goalposts will always move and i'll always want to be chasing something that's so much bigger and greater than what i'm able to achieve which i think is amazing because it just keeps you going yeah um i think that's something that bodybuilding has taught me in regards to in terms of business because with our physiques you'll be the same you're never happy. You always want to be a little bit bigger, a little bit leaner and whatnot. But I guess what bodybuilding taught me, um, and then obviously thus has grown, was simply that the bar moves, the goalposts move. There's always room to be better. And I feel that any coach out there that says they know everything is a fucking shit coach because you never will. And I think that the minute I started saying to clients, listen, you know, I remember, uh, God, this is one of my second year prepping people. I remember last year taking on board uh, Chris Bain. And I went, he, he went, I'm looking for a prep coach. Who would you recommend? And I just went, I'll do it. I went, I'll be honest with you. I know a little bit, but I, I'd really like to learn and take you through it. And now two years down the line, he's, you know, done, he's done very, very well. But 
being able to say like, right, I'm learning just as much as you. Um, for example, uh, any new coach out there might have a set methodology for programming, but then they maybe perhaps work with someone like yourself because some coaches will hire coaches and they go, whoa, Joe's just program is different from mine. And then they say to their clients, listen, I know this is how we do things, but we're just going to trial it. And then they get much better results. So the minute I think that, and you taught me this as well all those years ago, the minute that you just show a little bit of, you know, I'm going to call it a vulnerability, right? Because um, I guess that's something I still lack on my Instagram, as Marco has pointed out, right? Um, the minute that you show that, people can empathize with it and they understand it. And you become you become more of a human and less of a robot because I used to be in the mindset of that, I, as you were, I needed to eat a certain way. I needed to look like uh, uh, a certain way all the time. I couldn't have any fun. I couldn't, you know, socialize, have mates, go out, have a drink, because that's just what you needed to do if you're a PT. You made a great example of someone said to you, "What? Why are you on it? Why are you drinking?" And um, whereas now, you know, you go on your Instagram, every second post is you with a fucking beer, or you with this massive ice cream and this massive bit of pizza the size of your face. But it's relatable, right? And again, you know, you're very good at showing that. Yeah, you're a dude that loves transformation, you know, help people transform the world, but you also love travel. You also love your soon-to-be wife and other life activities, right? Which, again, gives more people an understanding of, oh, right, okay, so I can eat a bit of pizza and still go to the gym and still, like, get thick or grow my quads or get really lean. Like, that's okay. It sort of breaks down the social norms. Now... We are going off on a tangent here, and that's totally cool, but I'm going to bring us right back. And I'm going to go back to online coaching because, as you said, it's become so popular from when you started yourself, and, and now we are, as you said, saturated, but there's not many competitors. So from an online coaching perspective, what do you what would you say you think that I, – I, I've said the word, what do you think is wrong with the industry in that respect? But maybe saying the word wrong is 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 is, the wrong, is not the right word. So maybe perhaps what would you see are are the the pitfalls of online coaching? What are the downfalls of perhaps or common mistakes that we see with it from a coaching perspective, but also maybe from a client perspective? Great, perfect. I think first one is the misconception of actually what online coaching is so a lot of people see that coaching on the gym floor right, okay awesome right actually do you know what and i want to sit behind my laptop a little bit more sit at home not have to go into work coach people online everything's hunky-dory i put out a few instagram posts and i'll get a few clients you running an online coaching business is not you having an instagram instagram account you know you having an instagram profile is not you running an online coaching business and putting out a few posts does not mean that you're now running an online fitness business. There's so much that goes in behind the scenes and it requires a completely different level of thinking. It requires a completely different level of skills um, and it requires a lot of time. It requires a lot of effort. You think now that when you go into the gym, you've got, let's say you work in pure gym like in Dundee at the moment, you've got five, six, 7,000 members. Yeah. So you're now exposed to, you now potentially will, will have had to at the one point deliver classes, you might have done a free seminar, you might speak to people on the gym floor. And again, you're all the time making touch points, you're making contact, you're making interactions, people are seeing you working on the gym floor, so they're seeing your craft, they're seeing what, you're, what you can do, um, and they're seeing people that you're working with now transform. Like all the time, that's giving you exposure. When you go online, you're now stuck, and you've got 0.6 per second maybe on Instagram, to, for people to see your content and you need to be relatable. You need to be 
um, open. You need to be honest. You need to put yourself out there. People need to build know, like, and trust. And one of the biggest things that I would say people need to do with online coaching is make it more offline. How can you make your online coaching service as offline as possible? How can you break down as many communication barriers as you possibly can to build know, like, love, trust, and buy-in? And once you get that, then you can start to build relationships. People then start to trust you a little bit more. People will then be willing to impart with their money with and you know for you for your coaching services. But just putting up a post every now and again and saying, hey, I'm a personal trainer that's now online and I do online coaching, so sign up to my stuff, won't get you very far at all. And there's a lot of systems, onboarding, marketing, sales that you then need to go through when it's online in order for you to be able to take customers that don't know who you are to getting them to know you, getting them to warm to you, getting them to like what you're about, getting them to trust what you're about, getting them to see the level of results that you can do, then getting them to see the level of service that you can provide before then they even buy. Like I had a guy that had been following me on Facebook since I started back in 2013 that signed up to online coaching last year with me. So he'd followed me for four years. I'd never seen his name in my life. I, I never liked to post. And never seen, never seen him. Yeah, absolutely. Never seen his name. I've never seen him like a post or anything like that. Didn't even know who he was. Um, he was also a personal trainer. And he basically reached out to job been following you for four years. Now, people want a quick fix. People think online coaching is this quick fix. Is this thing that now all of a sudden they're going to be able to put up a few posts, get 20, 30, 40, 50 clients. And they're going to sit at home in their pants. They're going to do whatever they want. Send out a few programs. Happy days. They're going to get paid. And they don't need to worry about it. But if you've not honed in your craft with, with your personal training, your one-to-one, you've not maximized your coaching hours, if you've not got a great portfolio of results, then you're not going to be any good online coaching, in my opinion. You need to spend time honing in on that craft, getting that experience. And then once you've got that, you can then start to diversify. When you've got that market, you can then start to look at, right, okay, now how can I scale this? Or now how can I look at having more impact by pulling back some of my time to then be able to impart my knowledge, my service to other people that's going to potentially be um, more leverageable, I suppose, in terms of time per hour. And once you then have that, then you can start to grow. It's about understanding that online coaching isn't this kind of quick fix that's going to make you a ton of money and you're going to be earning six figures sat on a beach drinking pina colada. Um, that couldn't be further from the truth. And the other thing is it's chuffing hard. Like I literally work every single day on my business or in my business, like constantly. And that's not because I have to. It's because I want to. Um, and that's a passion now that I'm just like all in. And part of my biggest problem is downtime chilling out relaxing because i'm now so engrossed in it and unfortunately obviously leander's a very similar thing um but like when we're on holiday and everything else it's part of what i do it's part of part of my life and whilst it's a great pro because it allows me to travel it gives me flexibility it gives me freedom at the same time like i'm still now having to constantly be on it even when i go away when i go on holidays when i do whatever and like i remember being in america you know, a few months ago, and I'd be, I'd be kind of getting in, going to sleep for a couple of hours and waking up at seven o'clock in the morning to then kind of do check-ins and speak to people and everything else when all the other, all my other mates were asleep. When we were doing, when we were driving from um, one city to another, I'd be in the back of the car making calls, you know, while they were listening to tunes and Tell them what you did on your cycle, Joe. Say again? Tell them how you were doing check-ins on your, you know, seven-man, seven-day cycle. 
so when I, oh, so when I, so last year, so that was this time last year, actually, I was on day three. Um, so it's a year, it's a year ago. So I'd literally be either checking in clients on the phone or I'd be stopping. And every time I was having some soaring, I'd be checking my messages. And again, this is now not how you need to be. So like at the moment I'm working hard at changing my systems and taking a step back. But my problem is I'm so in it and I'm so on it and I want people to succeed that then I almost potentially give a little bit too much sometimes. And I'm, I'm a bit too involved and I maybe need to be able to take a step back and be able to relax a little bit more. And as cliche as it sounds, like you don't work a day in your life, but when you see this as your passion, it's your hobby, what was my hobby and yeah, still man. technically is, it's just hard to be able to change that tack. So I'm by no means stating that this is what people need to be doing. This is just how it's grown and built for me. And I would say if anybody was listening to this that was thinking about online coaching or was doing online coaching, I would say get really good at creating really good systems. Um, creating really good touch point, creating resources that are going to allow you to be able to answer questions to lots of people within one video instead of having to say the same thing over and over and over again. Um, and understanding that actually you don't need to be at your beck and call to your clients all the time. And now that's just something that I had got into the habit of because I was just so in it and I needed to take a step back. So yeah, I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but you oh, know, love it's, it is. Love it. it's, it's, it's one of those things whereby, yeah, everybody sees it as this amazing thing. When the reality is the time, the effort, the work, the energy that goes into it, the skill set that's required, you know, acquiring one client is one thing, but then retaining a client is another, you know, so you need to look at your marketing, your sales, your retention, because if you can now market really well and you can sell shit in a can to people to get people on board and you can sell to people well, but your service is shit, people are going to be, it's like going to be a revolving, revolving door. Whereas if you are really good at marketing, but you're crap at sales, you're going to be constantly on sales calls, speaking to people that aren't in alignment with who you want to work with. So people are almost just trying to work with anybody with a pulse and a wallet. And then you end up working with people you don't want to work with. You end up having sales calls that don't go through. You end up then having clients that aren't in alignment with what you're trying to coach and who you're trying to interact and engage with. But in your opinion, in your mind, what I learned a few years ago was then like my mentality was right. Okay. Well, do you know what? I've got a client on board and that's great. When actually, do you know what? They weren't the right fit for me. And yeah. I should have at the time referred them elsewhere. And that's now something that I've learned um, and go through. Yeah. Are you a good fit? Yes. No. And is my content now in alignment? And is it now touching the people that I'm now trying to attract? Um, but understand that get really good at coaching, get really good at results, get really good at communicating, build your online coaching business as a hobby. Do it in your pet, do it in your spare time. Go out and add value. Do it for free. Do live videos. I used to jump on Facebook and do live videos every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And yeah, just literally sit on for an hour, hour and a half. And I tell you what, mate, I would um, sometimes jump on live and do a Q&A. And no fucker would turn up. But <laughs> I'd write down 10 questions. I'd be like, yeah, Jimmy emailed me earlier with a question. So here yeah. we go. Yeah, man. Do you know what I mean? And I would just be sat there just adding, trying to add value, just trying to impart that if one person listened to that, they might get some value from that. They might see me as like, right, okay, here, this guy knows what he's talking about. And it's the same with Instagram. It's like, stop trying to get thousands of followers. And do you know what? Do you know that person that's been liking your post for the last three months? Message him. Send them a message and say, yeah. hi, Vaughn, how are you getting on? I've seen that you've been liking my post recently. Is there anything that I can help you with? Send them a video. Break down communication barriers. People want to be able to hear you, see you. They want to understand what you do in your personal time. They want to know that you're a normal person. They want to know what you're passionate about. And some people will think that you're great and other people think you're an arsehole. And that's okay. That's life. That's normal. Um, but you can't please everybody. And that's also something that I've had to learn the hard way um, because I like being everybody's best. You know what I mean? I like being yeah, everybody's man, best mate. I'm not confrontational in the slightest. 
you know? And uh, that's the other thing. It's about accepting that not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to relate with you. Clients will go to other coaches and that's cool. That's part of the experience and vice versa. And that's okay. But you need to build up resilience and you also need to know that it's not easy. It requires a lot of time and it requires a lot of effort and it requires a lot of commitment and consistency all the time, much like building a body does. Yeah. I think what you described in regards to not being able to switch off is something that I'm exactly the same. You know, like we go to Mexico, we go, we went to Vegas and <clears throat> you do check-ins and people will say to me, but why are you working on holiday? And I go, because I don't see it as work. But if I was to ask you, let's say, maybe it's still the same now. How many hours do you spend a day on your phone replying to messages? Uh... It, it, it depends. Um, like some days are different. Some days are different from others. But the reality is I would still spend the best part of maybe, I don't know, my screen time is probably maybe four hours a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's obviously social media content, podcasts, and then replying to WhatsApps. Um, and then obviously there's content creation in there uh, and everything else. But yeah, it's a it's a pretty hefty time period. But again, like something that, again, we're looking at doing is almost like not how can we disassociate because the biggest way that I've grown – a coaching client base from Preston and London and the Southwest of England and everything else was through ringing people, having real life conversations, giving people time, you know, but then obviously as it grows and as it builds, obviously your ability to spend half an hour on the phone with somebody becomes limited, you know, to some extent, especially when you're chatting about things that aren't about getting results or aren't about on topic things. But then it's like, all right, what things and what systems can you now put in place that's going to help you simplify the process so that you don't have as many messages do you know why because you're bulletproofing your client's process so you're giving them all of the resources that they need actually do you know what the questions that they have are nowhere near as much as they were before not because we're not delivering a good service actually we're delivering a better service because we're now answering the questions before they need to ask them yeah you know with our onboarding with our resources with our programming with our video tutorials with our setups um, and how can we now, again, add value through that way so that then we're not having to do more work answering questions that could have been simplified earlier on? I th- and I think, to go back to another point, you know, you said that you were spending sort of all day, every day, like replying to messages or seven days a week or whatnot. I still feel that like a lot of coaches and myself included in this bracket as well, like you kind of need to go through that to get to where you're at. But you kind of need to spend that time, as you said, over delivering before you could be like, right, I'm I'm able to now put these systems in place that mean I'm not at all my clients beck and call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, But it was just to emphasize that like, so Mark Coles two years ago, um, I told him where I wanted to be and he just went, Vaughn, you need to spend time in the trenches producing results. So I did Mm. that, you know, went in the shadows and just start producing result, 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 try and build it up. But for me now, trying to transition from trying to completely eradicate one-to-one and go online, I realize that sometimes you you got to just constantly, not necessarily constantly work, I always feel like having a shot off time at night and putting the phone away and down is good. But like I'll say to people, like from I, I'll say on a call, like I'll say I'm available from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. at night message me in those times you'll get a reply if it's at like one minute to six at night maybe you're gonna get a reply at five and five in the morning but the one piece of advice i mean i know i'm gonna ask you this right or, or you've, you've given plenty but to just add to all that would be saying you don't need to be doing 
a meal plan, a program, replying to a, a voice note or a check-in at 9, 10 at night. Because you feel like, there's unless it's like comp prep, there's nothing so important that it can't wait until tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? The other, the other big thing that I'd add to that, mate, is like the big kind of thing at the moment that's always been coming out with regards to like personal training and running your business and stop working hard and work smart and everything else and like how can you now create more systems and automate things in a world that's becoming more automated the more human you can be the more personal connection you can create the more contact you can have with these people the more you'll stand out the more you build your brand the more people will refer you the more you build relationships the better retention you'll get um you know i've had online clients that stayed with me for three three and a half four years now that have never left um not because they're in a state of pain but now because they're in a state of pleasure, much like you talked about before. And do they need me? No, they don't. And we've had that conversation many a time. Like, you don't need me anymore, but they like it. You know, that, and that that is an incredible thing just to know that people actually just like having you there. They like having their program done. It's comfortable. They don't, they don't necessarily need it. And also, they don't require that much anymore in terms of um, effort and uh, obviously knowledge because they've already got that from you. But I think going back to that point, it's like people now fear working hard, but you have to graft your absolute arse off and you will continue to do so and if you listen to anybody i think it is um the grenade ceo that i was listening to on a podcast the other day and he's got this 79 million i think it's even more than that now and he's like literally we worked our arse off seven days a week 20 like 13 14 15 sometimes 18 hour days to be able to for four years to be able to get this to a point and he still does now and he's a multi-millionaire and it's like understanding that you will need to work hard you will need to do your, do your due diligence and then it's your ability then to become more effective with then your strategies and your systems to then understand right okay what can i delegate what can i scale back on or what can i implement that's going to make this easier for me um now moving forward but like coaches need to probably spend a little bit more time actually working hard and not looking at what's the a bit like what their clients want, magical answer. Yeah. You know, they want this kind of quick fix. Right? Okay, Joe, what can I do now that's going to get me 20 clients? Well, you might get 20 clients, but they might not be the right 20 clients. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, have you got the systems in place to handle and facilitate 20 clients? No, you'll be overwhelmed. It probably won't be in alignment with who you want to work with. And the likelihood is they'll leave in a month. You know, and then you're back to square, then you're back to square one. So it's like build it from the ground up, build it right. Learn from your mistakes. Understand that you're going to have to work, you know, unsociable hours. You're going to have to work hard for ever like and i think that's just a mentality and again it needs to be a passion and if you don't have that and if you just want to send out a couple of checking emails and write up a program every now and again but you're not really committed and invested in other people and getting them the results and being more passionate about them getting results than actually they are yeah. sometimes um actually all the time some people really want it and you get that but sometimes i'm like i'm getting more passionate about you getting a result than you are yeah. and i want to be able to instill what i'm feeling just now into you because i know you've got it in you and i want you to be able to fulfill your potential and also i know that without being like egotistical but being confident in my own ability knowing that i have the ability to be able to help you accomplish and achieve something that you didn't think would ever be possible and that's my role as a coach that's our role as coaches is to be able to take people on a journey take people through a process and be able to give them something that they never thought was ever imaginable and take them to a level of thinking that their level of thinking is down here, but our level of thinking and what they're actually capable of is up here, which then empowers them and then gives them the opportunity to actually go out and have more impact. And that impact you've had on that person resonates, radiates, and it kind of you know works out. And I'd say sow the seeds now to reap the rewards later on. Start sowing seeds, create conversations, give away advice for free, go above and beyond learn from the best continue to learn in, on your in your craft like the amount of money that i've spent this year just in personal development is the biggest that i've ever had but it will be the best thing that will continue to be the best thing that i've ever done 
Yeah. Um, and it will continue to grow. And the fucking annoying but great thing is, <laughs> is the more the more you grow, the more you learn, the more you realize that you, you ain't got a fucking clue. Um, you know, you, you're actually Man, you're absolutely you, right. you, it's it's now it's now still an absolute minefield, and now you're going fuck. Actually, do you know what? It's actually easier when I knew less, okay. um, because now again you're having to try and control all these things and look at all the education that you're being given, and then try to put that into a contextualized way that a certain client might be able to implement. You know, and I think that's so incredible. I think that's a great journey of like my thing that I'm talking to clients about all the time now, which is why I love doing stupid challenges like Ironman and cycling the lane for the country and this that, and everything else is because it's like focus on the process. Stop thinking about the outcome. Stop thinking about making 50K a year, 30K a year, 100 grand a year, 150 grand a year, whatever it might potentially be. Focus on the process. Invest in yourself in terms of wanting to be continually better every single day and stop worrying about where you want to get to in terms of outcome. It's good to have that to work towards, but set that goal, get your head down, get busy on the process, focus all your efforts and energy onto that. And you'll actually be so much more fulfilled. You have so much more purpose and you'll reap so much more from that. And I was on a um, seminar on a webinar with Phil Graham the other week. And he basically said, when you chase something, it runs further away from you. And I think he used the analogy of a rabbit. You know, it's like, you know, if you try and chase a rabbit out in the wild, what does it do? It runs away from you. Yeah. So that's like, that's like income. Like if you chase money, it runs away from you. And yeah, we're, you know, we're running our own business and there's that fear of, I need to put bread on the table. But when you come from a place of authenticity, when you come from a place of wanting just simply to reach out with the expectation of not really getting anything in return, but just wanting to give you that warm, fuzzy feeling, like that's a purpose that you can't replicate. And then when you do start to scale and grow, like I give more time away now for free than I had done in the past because I've got the opportunity to do that. And now I'm also not worried about when the next client's coming from or when the next pound coin's going to come from so I can put food on the table, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Now, I'm going to wrap it up because we've been speaking for a wee while, and usually I'm, enjoying, I'm just getting started, mate. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> Listen, let's go. Let's go for another hour. <laughs> nobody might be listening. Nobody, nobody would be like, right, fucking, I stopped. They would have stopped half an oh, hour man, ago. One hundred percent. I reckon they've heard, I reckon they've heard your posh voice, and they've went. You know what? We can listen to Vaughn's dulcet tones for a wee while because we've got nice talking Joe on. Now, <laughs> usually I would wrap this up, and I would ask the guest their sort of biggest piece of advice they could give to sort of coaches or clients out there. I feel you have just given so much in that hour that there's not one piece of advice that is more important than ever. Like they, that person needs to listen to this podcast and they don't, well, they won't get one, they'll get hundreds. So rather than do that, Joe, what I want you to tell people if they have been living under a rock and they don't know who Joe Parrish or they don't know who team J physique is, one, where they could find you, how they could contact you, whether that be through your Instagram handle, your website, um, and just like a final thought. Okay. I'll give my final thought first because it's just come into my mind. Okay. And then I'll give you the other stuff that isn't really that important. Um, my final thought would be, as a coach, stop trying to do everything yourself stop trying to think that every other personal trainer out there is trying to steal your business stop trying to think that every other personal trainer is trying to copy your tactics because they can copy what you do and i coach now more personal trainers than i do non-personal trainers in the transformation realm and they can have everything that 
I have, and by no means is it the best in terms of systems and everything else. There's loads of things that can be better. I'm always trying to improve. But understand that they're not you. They can't replace you. They can't replace who you are, your experiences, what you've been through, your ability to relate to people. And actually, do you know what? As an industry whereby the average personal trainer earns less than a McDonald's worker, and I think this might be still right, but don't quote me on this, that actually the average PT probably goes out of business within the first two years. Yep, you're 100% right. Like, understand that, like, Coaches are there to be able to help coach, empower, learn from people's experiences. Take snippets and pieces of advice. Don't try and bottle it up and hide it away because you think that Johnny down the road is now going to steal what you're doing because he can take everything. But he can't take you. And you are the most valuable asset. You talked about brand. You are your brand. You are your personal brand. People cannot replace that. So they can have whatever they want. But fundamentally, remember that, yeah, coaches out there, you want to be able to become part of an inner circle. You want to be able to connect, interact, engage, lift up, empower people and other coaches to be better. We want to raise the standard of the person in the training industry. And in a society now where the obesity epidemic is still continually rising and there's still so much bullshit out there, like we're almost as a industry, like not, I don't want to say failing, but like there's still so many people that need our help. Yeah. Yet people are too busy, worried about the fact that Johnny's now gone to this other personal trainer when he's not gone with you and now you're losing business or he's stealing your clients when actually the problem is so much bigger the problem is so much greater and if more coaches were confident enough and comfortable enough and this was me this is what i'm talking about this like to be able to reach out to other people or to be able to ask for help understand that actually do you know what going and actually getting a coach themselves is the best thing that they could probably do in some aspects to learn grow develop take the stress away learn evolve leverage what other coaches have learned like they will grow at such a quicker rate and also the level of thinking will rise. And also actually, do you know what? The industry will be a much better place for it. Um, and there won't be like this hostility or, and actually, do you know what? The results that people will be able to attain, there's more than enough people to go around. And I think yeah. that's what people need to understand. There are more people that need your, that need help than there are personal trainers. And I think when you look at it like that and you have that perspective, it allows you to look at the bigger picture. So like I said to you before, like we do a similar thing, but like, makes no difference to me or you and other people it's like there are people that will go to you because they like you and they like your coaching methodology and how you how you coach and how you communicate and the way in which you go about it and there'll be people that come to me for the exact same reason yeah, and that's cool you know and that's what people need to remember so stay in your lane and take and impart advice knowledge information from other coaches and actually now start to try to lift each other up, empower each other and understand that this is a community whereby we're wanting to now serve, impact, influence and help empower and improve people's lives. And if you're too busy worried about what somebody else is doing, then you're probably focusing on the wrong things. Awesome, dude. That's a long final thought. So I apologize. That's okay. You're just, <laughs> you're just someone that likes to talk more than me. And uh, I am, mate. I don't I see that. I don't, I don't know many people that that is. So, <laughs> Where can people contact you, my man? Uh, Joe Parish Instagram, and then just Joe Parish Body, Joe Parish Body Composition Consultant, online consultant, or TeamJPhysic.online. Okay, awesome. Now I think I speak for everyone listening when I say a massive thank you for your top tips, your advice on everything related to you know a beginner to a pretty successful coach and building a brand and everything else in between. Um, I think that we can all see the passion that you wear on your sleeve you wear your heart on your sleeve mate um, it's one of the reasons why you know i give you grief all the time put your put you know zoom in on your face and put photos of it on my story and whatnot uh, but he always takes it very well and um, so 
just a massive thank you from myself and everyone listening. Um, but for those of you listening, I think that uh, I speak for me and Joe when I say, uh, whatever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.